Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Each Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life now your hosts of beyond the business eric cox and leslie haywood and great saturday morning in low country welcome to another edition of beyond the business people you know stories you don't heard here every saturday morning from 9 to 9 30 on 94.3 wsc or you may be listening to us via podcast on our website at coastalwm.com or you may be listening to us versus on iHeartRadio somewhere here in the country, wherever you're listening. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to us. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Cox, here with... And I'm Leslie Haywood, your co- other co-host. And thank you so much for sharing this Saturday morning with us. And um, if you want to continue the fun beyond Saturday mornings, come to our Facebook page at Beyond the Business or on Twitter, BTBCHS. And I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas. I can't believe it's over. Yeah, it goes so fast. It's like it a whirlwind. It goes so fast. Yeah, yes. What do we do? And here we are with here New are. Year's and 2020 in a couple of days. Yes. Are you ready for a new year? I am. I'm ready for New Year. I am. I'm ready. But well, before ready. you get ready for a New Year, you better get ready for a birthday celebration. Yes, today, today is my daughter Morgan's 15th birthday. Happy birthday, Morgan! Yes. So when I leave here, we're going to go to the DMV, and she's going to get a permit. So I hope. What you're she doing better. Is you are warning the entire Low Country yep. area who are driving today to be careful on the road. Oh right? my gosh! Yes, actually, <laughs> Morgan is loose. <laughs> Morgan, yes, my second daughter. Yes, I'll have two two Haywood girls oh, or let loose in West Ashley. Get oh off goodness. the road. Well, I'd be remiss then if I didn't go back right before Christmas. My daughter Annabelle had her thirteenth birthday. Oh, yeah! So I'm now the father of a teenager, which oh, is my. really scary. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. It's all downhill from here. It? <laughs> Just oh my gosh! Well, we're excited to be here for High another great better. show. Um, gosh, it's hard to remember. So much, it feels like so much time between last Saturday and today. But, I know. Uh, um, we had an awesome show last week. Hopefully, yes. you had the chance to tune in and listen to Justin Bat. Uh, Justin is the founder and chief dad officer of Daddy Saturday and the Daddy Saturday Foundation. And Justin, just man, you brought it. We're so glad you were here. I'm so glad mm-hmm. you came back. So uh, hopefully you had a great holiday and uh, welcome back to the studio. Well, we had a great holiday. Hope you all did as well. And I'm so excited to be back with you. Well, you brought a lot of great information. We're going to really dive in more to that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we do, though, Leslie, I want to talk about you for a minute like you're not here, if that's okay. <laughs> Um, Leslie, we always love to kind of reflect back and you know take a nugget or two from a from our guest story. What was yours from last week? I know. Well, it was an amazing story about how a, a potentially life threatening injury changed basically the trajectory of his whole life. And I mean, Justin, that was an amazing story. And you just never know what life is going to throw at you, and you can either be a victim or a victor. And I feel like he took that. Um, awful situation and if you don't know what that is you need to go back and listen to the podcast and um, turn it into something really positive and a, a basically a life changing decision to go into a certain area of study instead of going to the NFL. And you know what a, what a reflection on just how fragile life is and how quickly on a dime things can change mm-hmm. um, and certainly as you mentioned Leslie how you react to it. 
Um, I love quotes, by the way, Justin, it's one of my favorite things. And you gave us a great quote last week that I wrote down, which was, far more is caught than taught. I know. That was awesome. And certainly in raising children and trying to hopefully create, uh, as you said, different qualities like generosity in them, uh, not just telling them what to do, but actually showing them how to do it. And um, I think we've always been uh, in, in life. It's so easy to kind of teach through te- or speaking mm-hmm. and not teach through showing. So I love that. Um, and uh, I wish I had uh, my, my mentor actually had a poem that he used to read at the end of every session that he was speaking at. And um, it's all about how wise your words may be. But when you show me what you do, how the lesson really sticks. And so um, it is so true in terms of teaching, whether that is children in business or whatever you're doing. All right. Great stuff. So, well, we're excited to jump back and and we're going to do a little different today since we skipped so much through last week to get to the Daddy Saturday Challenge. We missed a lot. Um, But before we uh, go back in time a little bit, Justin, for those who might not have listened last week, give them a little insight to what Daddy Saturday business and, and movement is all about. Yeah, so Daddy Saturday, I brought my entrepreneur genes and my entrepreneur abilities to what I like to call a, a, a mission, almost a ministry. And so Daddy Saturday set up as a for-profit and a non-profit. The for-profit side, we have a lot of our products, we have our sponsorship opportunities, our live events, and a lot of the infrastructure for the, the platform. We have very specific branding through that. And then we have our nonprofit, which is our fi- foundation, our 501c3. And in that 501c3, we support the National Guard, the incarcerated, um, those in opportunity zones, which are low-income areas for economic investment, and first responders. And the reason we set it up that way, and a lot of people ask me that question, is because I just believe that um, my skill sets are in scaling and growing companies. And so I can go out and create a company called Daddy Saturday. I can provide great resources for dads. And in, through the marketplace can create revenue that can then be channeled into the nonprofit to achieve our nonprofit goals. And so we still raise money through a nonprofit, but instead of just purely being a tin cup, you know, for um, seeking donations for our nonprofit, this is a way to reduce some risk and create a unique model in the marketplace to serve fathers. Awesome. So we are going to go back a little bit, and I think we should pick up the story where you are in the corporate world. You are in the pharmaceutical industry, and um, you are at a second. You work for Pfizer, and then how did that transition into the next phase? And then we'll get into where these entrepreneurial ideas came from. Yeah. So during that time, Heather is also you know growing and running the bridal boutique. So she's the entrepreneur. I'm living vicariously through her. And I started to bring some of those entrepreneurship ideas that I was seeing and, and witnessing and helping her with into the corporate world. And during that time when I was an account manager, those entrepreneurial ideas caused an extreme amount of differentiation for me versus some of the people that I was working with. And um, I just, I was very much, very more innovative in the way I partnered with customers and the way I even used my, my, um, corporate American express, right? I treated it like it was my money because I knew what it was like to be an entrepreneur. And so the investments that I made and the strategies that I put in place and having a, you know, kind of a linear strategy and, and, and running my business within that corporation, like an entrepreneur caused me to have extreme success. And I was one of the top um, account managers in the company and won all the awards and was basically at the point of promotion. And it was either move to Manhattan or don't move up in the company. And at that point, you know, Heather has her store and I have my, my young family. And I'm like, I'm and not this moving is here there. in Charleston. Yeah. And I'm living yep. here in Charleston. I'm like, I'm not moving to Manhattan. And so I had the chance to then um, 
be recruited over to Santa Fe and take a position as director of market access training. So again, it was a corporate training role, training 300 account executives across the country in skill set development, competencies, capabilities. Um, and it allowed me to be remote here in Charleston and commute up to Bridgewater, New Jersey. And um, it was a great role. I really loved the experience and the exposure. It was incredible being able to stand in front of large teams and help them grow and develop and execute on corporate priorities. But it was about uh, two years in and I found myself almost every other week commuting up to New Jersey. And again, Heather's here with her store, my young family here in Charleston. We live in one of the greatest cities in the world in Charleston. And I was spending most of my time in New Jersey. And, you know, the taxing and the toll that was taking on my family and my time with my kids on those Saturdays, I just decided to make a decision and say, I'm going to walk away from corporate America. I'm going to go figure out what I'm going to do on my own. And it led me to um, several new positions that I took kind of in an interim phase until I figured out what I really wanted to do. So go back for a minute and talk about, you know, you were in corporate America and you were exercising an entrepreneur spirit. And interestingly enough, you know, you go back to last week's show, you talked about your mom and dad, neither who were entrepreneurs, right? They grew up in corporate environments. And so where was the seed of entrepreneurship coming from for you? And where are you talking about taking entrepreneur information and going back to Heather and her business and implement? Where were you getting all that entrepreneur information and ideas from? It's a great question. So um, one is my personality style is very different from my parents. Um, I'm kind of an anomaly in terms of um, I'm a driver I'm an Enneagram 8, which is a challenger. And so my my personality is just, it's very suited for an entrepreneur, right? Um, so I, I guess my makeup, my my mix of, of my ingredients of who I am and my DNA suited me to be an entrepreneur. Um, I like to break rules. That's my thing. I like to push boundaries. I'm a disruptor. And so naturally, in that corporate environment, that kind of posed some potential problems because in corporations, you have a lot of constraints and a lot of restrictions. So naturally, I was always kind of grading against the grain. It was who I was. And I started to see with, with Heather, you know, the risks that she was taking and that we were taking as a couple and growing her business and how, you know, you have literally no money in the bank account to pay the bills that month and you got to go out and sell to make it happen to keep the business open. And it's all on you to do that. And if you don't make it happen, you got to personally pay your employees' salaries or personally pay to keep the business open. And in corporate America, you don't have that risk, right? And that's why most people take corporate type jobs that don't want that risk. And so I brought some of those strategies over, like the ability to say, you know, I'm going to go take some risks. And I know that I've got the corporate backing to support me if it doesn't work it was out. the best of both worlds. I had the best of both worlds. And so it just really took the handcuffs off of me to say, I'm going to go try and disrupt some things. And in doing so, we created some of the most innovative healthcare partnerships um, that the company had ever seen. In fact, so much so that sometimes they said no because they were so innovative and pushing the line, it was beyond what they'd ever done. But we created a model that you know really moved the entire industry forward, and they were able to look at it, and I was a big part of that. And so what were some of the things, after you started seeing that you might want to get out of the corporate, uh, the corporate world, what were some of the things that you were doing um, as a, this transition phase, you said? Yeah, so I'll give a shout-out to one of my great friends here, Caleb Pearson and the Caleb Pearson team. They're a great real estate agency, real estate company here in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And I joined Caleb as his director of operations to help him kind of build the back end and the infrastructure of his real estate company, real estate practice. How'd you know how to do that? Um, I learned it in a couple of weeks. I read some books. <laughs> um, no, and I'm not saying that real estate's easy by any means, but you know, Eric, I think just to tie that together to your previous question, I'm an avid learner. Um, I recognized early on that it's not my job to be the smartest person in the room. It's my job to be the best learner in the room. 
And so that is something that That's has served a quote for me you. I'm right. I'm right. Yep. very, very well over time. And so I, I am a voracious reader and I try to read a book every two weeks. And I've learned that if you read five books on one subject, Pat Williams, founder of the Orlando Magic, um, taught me this back in college, that if you read five books on one subject, you technically are an expert on that subject. And so I went out and found five books on real estate. I listened to podcasts. I interviewed and talked to people that had been in the industry a long time. And very quickly, I had a tremendous background in real estate just through that. That me- And guess what? I have applied that same methodology to lots of other things over time, including parenting. Wow. So um, give us some understanding. I mean, obviously, at this point, you, you're spinning a lot of plates, right? There's a lot going on. You're doing the corporate things. You're starting uh, entrepreneurial entities. You've got Heather's business up in Charlotte going with the bridal thing. And then out of all of this, the evolution of Daddy Saturday starts to come to fruition. Uh, walk us through that birth. So I was um, doing Daddy Saturdays and was in the mix of that. And I started to see that, man, this this was something that I could really help other dads with. And at the time, I was um, chief revenue officer of Advantage Media and Forbes Books here in town in Charleston. And I had um, one of my fellow colleagues come up to me and say, hey, you're ready for the big stage. You need to get this message out there. Um, I'm on a um, panel that's organizing a, a TEDx in Hilton Head. You should apply for that one and others, and you need to do a TEDx on fatherhood. And so I applied, and I was accepted to the Hilton Head TEDx, and I started to do research on the topic that I wanted to, to do, which was um, resiliency was the theme, and I wanted to do resiliency of the American father. And I came upon the topic of fatherlessness, and I learned what an epidemic it is in our country. The fact that one in four kids in America is living without a dad in the home. There are 24 million kids that don't have a biological father in the home. And that's one form. The other form is there's a bunch of dads who are physically present, but they're emotionally absent. And that was me for a long time, being that corporate dad. And I just had this passion, this calling, and doing that research and giving that TEDx, I just said, you know what? There's low-hanging fruit. I can take what I've built through Daddy Saturday and really help those dads who are physically there but just need a little bit of a reignition to get back engaged with their families. But even more long-term, I think this could potentially solve the fatherlessness epidemic as a whole because it could bring dads back into the home. It can help dads step up who are you know, single dads. It can help all fathers um, really reengage and end this fatherlessness epidemic. So that was the kickoff for Daddy Saturday. After giving that TEDx, I was just completely on fire um, and decided to write a book. So in June of uh, 2019, we released Daddy Saturday, and the book was the basis, the foundation of the platform, kind of gave me the, I wouldn't say, um, I'm not an expert dad by any means, but when you write a book on something, you become, you know, that's why they have author in the word authority, <laughs> right? Because you become an authority in a topic when you, you author a book. And so I had at least now my field manual for how Daddy Saturday could help other dads. And from there, um, it's just expanded and grown, and it's gone from my backyard with my four kids to now it's an international movement. And we have our, our first, um, we call them fatherhood fellows. And those are our international dads. And we have um, our first one in Kenya, Africa. His name is Charles Koech. And Charles is growing and helping restore fatherhood in Kenya. And I'm taking the whole family there in the spring to go speak and do some, some uh, work in, in Kenya. So to think that it came from you know, just me trying to be aware and, and create a legacy for my own family in my own backyard so now we're going to be going to Africa in 2020 to talk on fatherless fatherhood and help restore that in Africa. It just it blows my mind, and 
I pinch myself all the time to to think that this is what we're able to do. That's that's an amazing story. So if someone doesn't know exactly what like the business of Daddy Saturday is, is there a, do you have like an elevator pitch? Because it, it might be you know like how how does the company make money? How do you grow? What do you what what's next? Yeah, so so I would say the elevator pitch is this. I would say that um, all dads want to be better dads. They just don't know how. And the majority of dads, if they're honest with themselves, would say they feel insecure, inadequate, and ill-equipped as dads. Mm-hmm. And I, I was that, and I am that 100%. And so the key is that by being an intentional and engaged dad, it will allow you to raise good kids that become great adults and change the next generation. So that is the elevator pitch. It's all about intentionality and engagement. And how you do that is you don't work in isolation. And so many dads, whether it's our ego, whether it's our pride, uh, we tend to try to do it all ourselves. We don't seek help from other dads or community. And so that's what Daddy Saturday is designed to do. It's designed to break down that barrier of isolation, connect you with other dads, whether it's areas of interest or locally here in the community, and get you out, get you active, get you engaging with your kids in intentional ways. And Daddy Saturday is the platform to do that. So every resource we build, every every component to our model, our platform, is designed to reach dads. And our big goal is 10 million fathers impacted in 10 years and ending fatherlessness. So, you know, wow. big, hairy, audacious <laughs> goal. But if you're going to go for something, why not go big? And that's what we're going for. So, Justin, in, in regards to maybe somebody listening this morning thinking, all right, this stuff sounds amazing, and I want to be more intentional in my kids' lives. Give a, a, a granular example of the, the Saturday events and just things that, that people can do with their kids that your program and, and your company teaches them. Yeah, it's a great question. So um, let me put it in context with this. And this is something that I discovered. You know, sometimes people will see us on social media and they see what we do at this point in, in Daddy Saturday and its evolution with, with my own kids. And they'll look at that and they'll say, there's no way I could do that. Like we went to the Super Bowl last year and, and did an event there and it was super cool. And they're like, well, that's, you know, you guys are doing that. Like I could never do that. But what we found is that, you know, we're at a different position because part of it's I have to generate publicity to get people attracted and get them into the platform in the first place. But if you're an average dad saying, how do I be engaged? I would say this. It doesn't have to be extravagant, expensive, or extraordinary. You can literally use the tools you have in your own house, in your own backyard. The thing is this. I found in surveying hundreds of dads over the last couple of years that most dads are afraid of doing it wrong. Therefore, they do nothing. They'd rather do nothing than do it wrong. So they do nothing. Oh, wow. And so for most dads, it's just literally getting the the action to say, you know what, I'm just going to engage my kids. And this give, is a, give us an example. Yeah, so so for us, a, a typical Daddy Saturday is um, I like to create hype. So this is an easy win, dads. When my kids wake up on Saturday, I'm already up before them. I've got music playing. Normally it's loud music, um, <laughs> hip-hop music typically in our house. And um, I, the kids walk out. They're kind of sleepy-headed. If I haven't woken them up, they're coming out on their own. And I go five, four, three, two, one, and we all start jumping around in the kitchen, and we're just like slapping fives and going crazy. And my three boys are uh, five, seven, and ten right now, so they're way more into it than my twelve-year-old daughter. She's kind of like really. Um, although she is a hip-hop dancer, so when she breaks it down, she breaks it down better than anybody. But that hype just gets them excited. I got chocolate chip pancakes going and some eggs, and so when they walk out. It's they know it's Daddy Saturday. Like I am here for you guys, and no matter what we're doing today, we're doing it together. And we're gonna have a blast. The other thing is, it doesn't have to be all day. So typically, you know, we have flag football games. Eric, you and I coach yeah. flag football together this year, so you know that kind of breaks up the day. But we would spend an hour 
two hours, whatever time we had, just being intentional together. A great activity that we love to do is um, there's, there's tons of different obstacle courses that we'll build, um, water balloon tosses. We, we'll toss anything, eggs, I mean, you name it. But I'll create some sort of a game, and we'll go and do that together. Um, and you know what I found? It's just spending that time with your kids, knowing that you're focused on them, they're focused on you. You open lines of communication, you build a relationship, and it tends to be called what we say epic. That, to me, is epic. You're just spending time with your kids. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get up early and go golfing. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. I gave up some of my hobbies. Like I didn't go out the night before with my buddies and stay up late, you know, out out with them socially, because I know for me, it's important to be there and ready for my kids on Saturday, no matter what we're doing. I'll tell you this, you know, it's as a father of three, it's so, um, it hits so deeply at this, right? And I remember when my daughter was born 13 years ago, I read a book called Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters by Dr. Meg Meeker. And it talked about just the importance of influence of a dad, particularly in a daughter's life that, that lasts forever in their life, right? It teaches them boundaries and teaches mm-hmm. them their sense of who they are and self-worth and just that intentionality in a young person's life and the impact of that over the long haul is is tremendous, right? And so, but also as a dad, who works really hard during the week and is really tired on Saturdays, that's a struggle. And so I love the fact that you're giving advice and thought and network. Um, I can imagine there's dads listening this morning uh, that are thinking, wow, that that's pretty cool. How do I get it more involved? What what can I do? Give us how to reach out to the resource. I don't know if there's networking groups. You all meet. You just read the book. You go online. How's it all work? Yep. So there's, there's a couple of different ways. I think... Um, we tried to be an omni-channel platform, meaning we want to reach dads through every channel possible. And if you look, the millennial fathers and the Gen Z fathers that are coming up, they're using very different vehicles than a Gen X or baby boomer father is using, right? So we tried to be an omni-channel platform, meaning we're reaching them through every, disp- every channel that they're accessing. So uh, we have YouTube videos. You can go and watch and get ideas on our YouTube channel, search for Daddy Saturday, and you can see activities that we've done and film those and that's about to go to a whole other level, so get ready for that. Um, that's great for your kids. The kids love to watch those, and they come and say, hey, Dad, can we go do this? Um, we also have an online community at Daddy Saturday slash community, and you can go into that community, and you can either join a group or create your own group. What I love about this is it's a digital community, so it can be local, so you can have a, a Charleston and Mount Pleasant community and join other fathers there. And as dads, you can organize events. You can get help in areas where you may need help. Um, there are groups in there for um, fathers that are grieving, that have just lost a child. I had a buddy who just lost a child here locally. He's um, leading one of those groups. Fathers with kids with special needs, right? So you can join that community. Um, we have an Alexa skill, and Google Voice is coming out soon. So you can literally download the Alexa uh, skill, Daddy Saturday, and you can ask Alexa, what should I do with my kids this Saturday? And she will look at the wow. weather here in Charleston. That's crazy. She will give you an indoor or outdoor activity based on the weather, She'll put the instructions in your app. She'll send you an email, and she'll even put the items you need to do the activity in your Amazon shopping list. You can order them prime and have them to your house. So, Dad, if you go on Wednesday and ask Alexa, you can have them to your house by Friday, ready for the activity on Saturday if that's what you want to do. So there's a lot of ways to engage. I I typically send people to daddysaturday.com, our website, Mm -hmm. our central hub for everything. You can find everything there, and we constantly have new resources coming out. And, you know, cutting news for you guys this is like yes. You get you're getting an exclusive here. So okay. um, we have a product called Dad Boss, and it is a digital info series, a video series that'll be put out digitally 
through Benham University um, in March, and it is a seven-part series on fatherhood that is unbelievable. And I'm not just saying that because it is, but it'll change your life and reunite you as a father. So that's coming out too. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And us moms appreciate everything that you are doing for the husbands in our lives because a lot of times we feel the pressure of always having to be on yeah. as moms. So um, do we have time for a lightning round? I have so we, many we questions. Do. We do. We go, go as deep with it as you want. Well, we have, Leslie, I want to talk on that for a minute. Oh, if you're a mom sure. listening, yes. listen, there is a stake for you in this because if you get your husband to engage your kids on Saturday, it gives you you time, yes. me time. Oh, I'm right? uh, oh, like no, Manny Petty, <laughs> nap, shopping, whatever it is that you want to do. If the husband's got the kids engaged with the mom, you got time for you. So there's which exactly. also makes the marriage a better marriage. It's so a win-win all the way. It's around. a win-win Absolutely. all the way around. Well, this is a people you know, stories you don't. So I have a few quick questions to ask you in a, in our little lightning round. Um, what would you say the most important social media tool is for your company? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. The most influential person in your life. Jesus Christ and my father. Oh, the thing that you are most proud of, not including your kids. Oh, that's a good one. Um, my wife. Oh, and number me, one. Me too, honey. Oh. I just want to get that in there. <laughs> yes, Thank you. Lee, we, we all love you. <laughs> and the number one thing left to do on your bucket list. Um, I am running 100 miles in 24 hours in February, so I haven't done it yet. That will be the next thing. Awesome. Wow, good stuff. Wow. Justin Batt, founder and chief dad officer of Daddy Saturday and the Daddy Saturday Foundation. Thank you, Justin, so much for your time, your energy, your passion. Yes. And what you're doing here in the community and around the world with this intentionality in Mm. our kids' lives. It's amazing. Thank you, guys. Such a pleasure. Leslie, it's a wrap for another this show year and the year. That's right. We're that done. Is the finale. And so we're excited to be able to kick off uh, next year, uh, next uh, week, right? It'll be 2020. And it'll be 2020. And by the way, we have a phenomenal title sponsor coming in the School of Business at the College of Charleston. I can't tell you yet the lineup, but I will promise <laughs> you our guests coming next year, you're going to love to hear their stories of leadership and entrepreneurship, just like we heard here on the show today. And so, we're excited, we're ready, and a happy new year to everyone happy listening. Happy new year. And until next week, Low Country, have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business on News Radio 943 WSC. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 943 WSC.